Welcome back. This is the soft count. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but tonight is going to be fire. Probably the best main card of the year. When it got announced, I've just been dying. I couldn't wait. I'm I'm, I'm dying for it. Six o'clock can't come soon enough. My only complaint about tonight is I'm not in love with the preliminary card. Which, you know, sometimes you get surprised. I just don't love the matchups on the prelim card. Not not necessarily. Uh... Yeah, I'm just not in love with them. We'll see, though. Maybe there's some big upsets. I'm not. I don't actually see an upset coming early in the night. It's going to be a little bit later in the night. We'll see. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. So overall, the uh, the fights have been the uh, I'm sorry the press conferences have been hilarious. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to like the the uh, Sean Strickland. He's he's like uh, loving all the attention, which is funny to me because there's two ways to gain attention in the uh, UFC. You can be a knockout specialist and never say a word and just absolutely kill people, and you become a crowd favorite. The other way to do it is to just be a uh, like a cunt on the mic, and everybody f- loves you for that, too. By and large, UFC's got, and I'm a UFC fan, so no, don't get me wrong, but by and large, if you ever go to a UFC event uh, or a football event or any fucking arena event, by and large, the masses are dickheads. Just in any sport, people are just, the majority of people are, are dicks. And so they love Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland. The difference between Sean and somebody like Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor just like was funny in a kind of wild way. He didn't call people like gay and he just this dude just like attacks your sexuality and like he's super insecure about himself. He himself like when people start accusing other people of like the kind of pornography they watch and stuff, I immediately assume that Sean Strickland watches gay pornography. Like immediately. That's like the first thing I pops into my mind. Like you're so concerned about this dude watching cartoons and hentai and shit. Like you're and and you call his nails gay and stuff. I just assume immediately, like, oh you're a closet homosexual. That must really be hard for you. That's like where my mind goes, you know? Like why would you even it's just not I don't know. It's it's so tacky and weak shit. Like, find a better way to cut deep on somebody. So these two guys are, like, yelling these kind of, like, slurs back and forth at each other. Meanwhile, neither, these two guys aren't even fighting each other, which is hilarious to me. Because Jared Cannonier is, like, so fucking serious. He's barely listening. And then Alex Pereira, he's just a, he doesn't even speak fucking English. He's just sitting there. Like, I don't Whatever. And so all this shit you're talking, he doesn't even understand. He just stoned faces you like whatever dude I can tell you're like riling up the crowd and shit but here's the thing about Strickland he doesn't knock anybody out he talks all this hard ass shit and then just like does this tippy tap shit like that Jack Marsh guy or whatever like you fought him twice he's got a great record but like you fought that guy twice on there and he I mean come on come the fuck on so anyway I thought that was like a fucking wild press conference because of him. And ultimately, he's like the least talented fighter on the entire card. I, I can't wait for tonight. I hope Alex just sends this dude to another world. I mean, you know how we'll, we, we'll never hear of that guy again. If, if Strickland gets laid out on his back, like hand, like crucified on the canvas, he is done. No one will ever care about you again. All that shit you talk. And I'll be honest with you. If you went on a decision, it's just embarrassing. Oh, no one that jacks off to cartoons can beat me, but I can't knock anyone out. 
don't know. We'll see. We'll see about him. He talks all that shit, and I just am always kind of like, really? I don't know. Whatever. Let's do some fucking fight night pickums, huh? Fight night pickums. So the first fight at night is Jessica Rose Clark and Julia Stoliarenko. Man, this is going to be a close fight. I haven't actually seen either of these women fight. I just looked, I looked at like their previous fights now. I haven't seen any of them live, but I watched them both fight. Uh, Jessica seems like she's like a really supposedly like a. She seems like she wants to be like the Justin Gaethje of women, right? I want to do violent shit, and she talks all that shit. Julia, I don't know, man. I, I, I really, I've got tickets with both of these women, but give me Jessica Rose Clark, I guess. We'll see. I'm not putting, not going deep on either of these women. Not in love with, not going deep. I'm not uh, financially going hard on. God, you just can't say anything, can you? Anyway, next fight: Macy Barber, Jessica I. I love Macy Barber. She's really tough. Jessica I is like 15 and 10. It's like, what What are you even doing in the league anymore? She's a plus 300. But give me Macy Barber at minus 294. I'm, I'm going to like that bet. I initially thought Uriah Hall would come in looking bigger than Andre Muniz, but Andre's bigger, and he's more talented. He's younger. Uriah Hall puts up a lot of L's. He, he looks like every bit the fighter you want him to be, but he just never delivers. And so give me Andre at minus 300. We don't have an upset yet. Uh, the next fight is Duplice and Brad Tavares. Give me Duplice at minus 149. He's just a tough motherfucker. I like him. And then I think we have a shot at our first upset of the night with Ian Gary and Gabriel Green. Gabriel Green had a nice outing his last fight, and he is very, he's obviously shorter, but Ian's going to be taller than everybody he fights because he fights at a weight class that's a lot I don't know. He shouldn't be fighting it. But Gabriel's thick. He's got a big chest, big arms. If he lands, he might knock Ian stupid. We'll see how it goes. Gabriel's got to watch out for the rear naked choke, watch out for the ground game of Ian. But I'm going to take a first upset of the night at plus 165. I kind of like it. Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone. Donald's back on the card. Fucking Christ. Just give me Jim Miller. Kill Donald. I don't want to see him ever again. Minus 185 for Jim. Jim's been a nice fighter, especially lately. He did have his last fight, I believe, was a loss, but the two before that he got wins. He's been active, so I do do like Jim. Jalen Turner and Brad Riddell. Give me Brad at plus 130. I initially was going with Jalen Turner. I do like his talent, but Brad's one of those guys that just doesn't give up, and he does get the dub. So give me him at plus 130. The Sean O'Malley-Pedro Munoz fight has been going back and forth in my head all week long. All week long. Hmm. I do believe Sean is a much more skilled fighter. His talent on it, on his striking is really fantastic. There's no doubt about it. I just worry about the size difference. I mean, he is tall, but Pedro is significantly stronger. Significantly stronger. And I think on the end, I've decided that, that Pedro is going to get the win at plus 255. That's going to be the big upset of the night, I believe. This next fight's a pick em. Brian Barbarain and Robbie Lawler. Robbie's just old, and he didn't do shit against uh, Nick Diaz, so give me Brian Barbarena at minus 101. I just don't like Robbie. Just He's old. I'm over it. Get out of here. Strickland and Alex Pereira. Listen, I cannot. When you see these guys stand next to each other, they're different. They're like different class of athlete. All this money has come in on Strickland. He was the underdog before uh, yesterday. 
And then they had the press conference, and he puts on a show, and now he's the favorite because all this money's come in on him. He is <laughs> – listen, Alex Pereira at plus 107 is the best bet I've seen in fucking ages. And when you see him stand next to each other, you'll know why. It's like, oh, my God. And Oh, yeah, and by the way, Alex Pereira has beat Israel Adesanya twice already. He's like 5-1. and one. He hasn't been in the UFC very long. I get it. But Strickland's not a wrestler. He's a striker, and he's about to go up against one of the the only striker that's beat Israel striking. This dude is going to fucking kill Sean Strickland. At plus 107, you can't beat it. The next fight is Volkanovski and Max Holloway. Goddamn. The three fights have been fantastic. The second fight, I think Alex lost. And now he's got to fight him a third time. I'll tell you this. I was I was in Chicago with my friend Will, and we were talking about a kid in high school that we both really just not like we just admired him. He was a good kid, a fighter though. His name was Tim Drzvanikov, and Tim was fucking badass. He'd, he'd fight anybody, anybody. Didn't care if he win or lose, would just fight, and he kept fighting all the time, and would like you know for fun almost. He was just he was a fighter, and my buddy Will and him got into it one time, and Will won. He got he won the fight, and then you know the next day like Tim's like let's do it again. And Will's like, eh, I don't know, man. I already got you. You know, I already got you. You know, I don't want to go out there again and get got. You know, so he was, he just knew. It was like, man, I don't want to do that. You know, I got you already. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, how many times can you get a guy before he gets you back when it's that close? And so give me Max at plus 170. I just don't believe – I don't believe he's going to lose all three. Hell, Joe Frazier didn't lose all three to Ali. It's just hard to get three. And so give me Max at plus 170. And then the main event of the night. I'm going to preface everything by saying Israel Adesanya, to me, is the best striker I've ever seen in the UFC. He can, on his feet, do everything. And then people will sometimes say, well, what does he do? He can't, you know, what, what does he do off his back? It's like, we don't really know. And it's like, no, but you can't take him down unless you're Jan Blahovich. Now, here's the, here's the, the, the rub. Jared Cannonier is kind of built like Jan. He, I mean, Jared was bigger than Jan at one point. He used to be a heavyweight, and then he was a light heavy like Jan. And so if Jared's been training correctly and he watches the Jan fight, he could use his body mass to take Israel down and turn this into something that people were not expecting, similar to like the, hell, similar to the Francis Naganu cyril Gan fight. Nobody expected it to be a wrestling match. I will say this about these two fighters. Jared Cannonier is stronger than Israel Adesanya. There is no doubt about it. And Israel is faster and more skilled. You can go either way, really. It's hard to bet against Izzy. I know most, especially as an analyst or like a media person, you, you sound like an idiot betting against him. But give me Jared at plus 400. I think tonight's the night. Something about that, like... American black dude, just his vibe, everything about Jared is just harder. The dude is hard as fuck. And I think he might be able to get it done. I think so. So give me Jared. Got some hot parlays, though. Let's talk about some of these. And I actually do believe these three things are possible. Alex Pereira by KOs plus 185. I can see Jared Cannonier getting a ref stoppage, which counts as a KO. That's plus 800. 
Like, that's his path to victory. If it goes to the cards, Jared's not going to win. The only way he has to win is by a KO. And he's probably not going to knock him dead, but it's possible that he could get on top and start fucking ground and pounding and the ref has to stop the fight. That's, his, in my mind, the only path to victory for Jared Cannonier. So if he does that, that's plus 800. And then give me Pedro Munoz from this, for the same kind of way. Like, he could beat Sean O'Malley that same way, just with his body size and, and with that ground and pound. That's plus 900. Those three things... Three KOs, hundred dollars will get you twenty five grand this this weekend tonight. Cannoneer KO, Munoz KO, Pereira KO. Three KOs, hundred bucks, twenty five K. It's a wild parlay. It's unlikely, but it's a hot one. Watch out. Another three way parlay I like this weekend is uh, Brad Riddell at plus one thirty, Jim Miller at minus one eighty. And Driscus Duplice at minus 149. 100 bucks will get you $600. Not bad. Let's go ahead and put in our all the favorites bet. We do it every week. This weekend's going to be fun because there are a lot of fights. So let's just, uh, you might hear my mouse clicking because it is me only that does everything. So I guess we have to have Sean Strickland as the favorite in this bet. It's fucking crazy. So a dollar on all the favorites this weekend will earn you 188 bucks. I like it. We'll place that bet right now. Boom. And like I said, it only takes about $40 to do this for every fight over the year. If one of them hits for like $188, that, you know, that's $140 profit for the whole year, and you can just keep doing it whenever you want. And uh, so we do it every weekend. It's one of our little uh, games we do. Because it's a nice way for all of us to win at the same time. Everybody that's listening, if we, if all the favorites win again one night, we'll all kind of just celebrate and, you know, probably blow that 140 at the blackjack table, you know. <laughs> so there's our fight night pickups. Just want to thank everybody that's been listening to my show. I've got people all over the place now. Uh, I was checking my analytics and we're really spread out. It's sweet. I got people all over the place. Very, very fun. For my European friends, I will. I want to talk a little Formula One. We did. We had the qualifier this morning, and it was fucking raining at Silverstone. I love that shit. One of the things that's really interesting about the rain is that it immediately equalizes the cars. The idea of all these cars, you know, the one thing about Formula One is that the cars are not equal. But when the weather comes in, it kind of equalizes everything. And then you see who the best drivers are. And within, you know, immediately it's like, oh, here's Hamilton and one, two, and three, like all day long, just flying through the rain. He's got balls of steel. Anybody that doesn't like Lewis Hamilton, just ask yourself why. And the answer is probably because he's black. <laughs> like, there's no reason to dislike somebody that great. It's like, holy fuck, he's fast. Max Verstappen, fucking balling. He's great in the rain. Leclerc, also great in the rain. Both of those guys had a spin in Q3 and caught the spin. They didn't wreck, but man, uh, Carlos Sainz ended up taking pole. So good for him. He was like crying and shit. I'm happy for him. I, I like Carlos. I think he's a good guy. I don't think he's the best driver. I think if Leclerc and, and Verstappen didn't spin out, they probably would have been one and two. Followed up by Sainz there. But you know, they were on the complete wet tires. I hope it's raining tomorrow, too. It shit is just so much fun seeing it. I can't imagine what it's like being a driver behind these another car in the rain. Like, if you're not at the front, like, 
it just seems so terrifying. When they go to the camera angle of the driver and you just see the rooster tail spray in their face, you can't see anything. Nothing. These guys are like, they just have the track memorized and they know it, it's it's incredible. It's fucking incredible. Really, really great, uh, really great quality. Nicholas Latifi got it into Q3 and ended up qualifying 10th. That was pretty funny. He's kind of a Reddit favorite. I don't know if those of you that get on Reddit, I'm a Reddit person. And uh, it's funny. I hear a lot of people on, in the media kind of knock you for being on Reddit. Like, Joy Taylor kind of shits on people. Oh, you're a Reddit person. It's like, yeah, I like learning stuff. <laughs> like, what do you think Reddit is? It's it's not what you think, I, I don't believe. I think there's a lot of people that think Reddit is like Twitter. And, yeah, you can leave comments, but most of them are articles from places around the world that people are commenting on. And so you learn something about the article, and then, yeah, people are, like, arguing and shit after that. But Reddit is not Twitter. So when people, like, say, oh, they're just Reddit troll, it's like, I don't think you understand what Reddit is. <laughs> like, it's like every news, even credible news out sourced all in one place. Like, I, anyway, yeah, Reddit rules. Quali. It's going to lead to a good race tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm probably going to take Max to win it. Max is going to be the, a world champion again. I, it, Leclerc's too far back. I don't see them all of a sudden just winning you know, seven races in a row. And here's the problem. Leclerc's had a couple DNFs now. It's just a, it's the gap's too big now. It got too big. And so we're watching, we're watching a world champion just kind of drive around right now. Good for him. Max is going to be a two-time world champion. I think a lot of people around the world would be happy about that just to not see – Lewis back there again. I don't. I don't know. I right now. I just don't really like Christian Horner anymore. Something about him. It just seems like a fucking whiner. And I'm like, eh, tired of you. I don't really like Toto Wolf anymore either. These two guys. I had a friend that was a, a really successful businessman, like a CEO guy. And uh, I remember I telling him like, man, Toto Wolf just seems like a, such a high level dude. And he's like, eh, he's got a lot of support. And then. When I see them, and I used to think these guys were so even-keeled, but they are just crybabies. And it's like, oh, my God, it's fucking embarrassing. They're not even-keeled at all. They're the opposite of that. And I was kind of, I don't know. As you watch that Netflix show, have you believed these guys are, like, superior CEO guys that are always, like, in control? But then you watch the races, and they're throwing shit and acting like babies and crying to the fucking race director and both of them. They're just fucking whiners. And, uh, yeah, I'm just not – I don't think they're that high level anymore. I just think they're rich. <laughs> NBA – there's been a lot going on in the NBA. A lot of trades. I don't really care about any of them yet. The only one I'm waiting for is the KD is the KD trade. I saw that um, Rudy Gobert got traded. It's kind of a dumb trade for both teams, really. I don't I don't see the benefit either way. Now they got two giant guys that can't really move outside at, in the Timberwolves, and and then they just got a bunch of picks for the Jazz. I just didn't. I don't understand it. I'm not in love with that trade at all. As you look around the league, there's really nobody that has anything to offer for Kevin Durant that, other than like the star that they would want to pair him with, right? Their only team that has something they could offer is the Lakers and maybe Golden State. 
those two teams are the only two teams that could actually go get him. And I said this a couple weeks ago. I said, if I'm trading AD, Anthony Davis, I'm not getting Kyrie Irving. I'm getting Kevin Durant. Like, I'm not trading AD for Kyrie. I'm trading him for KD. I'm not, I'm not doing that trade. And so I'm just kind of waiting for the other shoe to fall in that, in that and see where, see where it all goes. But I told you guys, KD is going to be the one that shocks the world, and he already did. The very next day after I said that, he requested the trade. And I just thought that was hilarious. He, uh, he's the one. Uh, and I told you, he's the one that's going to want out. He's the one that's going to shock everybody. And it's going to be shocking where he goes. Trust me. People are saying that he's going to go to Phoenix. Like, how? They're, like, the only thing they have to trade would be DeAndre Ayton. They're not going to get rid of uh, Devin Booker because that's who they'd want to pair him with. You can give him Chris Paul, but Chris is old. So it just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of things that he wants. He might be able to make it his way to the Heat if they were to give up Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero and probably... Shit, I mean, they'd have to give up the, the point guard they just got, Kyle Lowry. They'd have to give up everything. I mean, I, I, they don't, I wouldn't even want any of that shit for Kevin Durant. I don't know. Interesting, interesting days. Been watching Wimbledon. It's been sweet. I know a lot of you don't like tennis, probably, or don't expect me to like tennis. I don't know why. It's like fighting. It's like fighting with baseball. There's a, there's a skill level, and then... I mean, a fight only is 12 rounds in a boxing match with, like, you know, three-minute rounds, 12 rounds. Some of these tennis matches go for, like, three and a half hours of running nonstop back and forth, back and forth, and then having to make an accurate hit with the racket on a ball that's going 130 miles an hour. It is fucking insane. It's got to be the hardest sport I've ever seen. I don't know how they don't get tired. I mean, they do get tired. That's the thing, like... When you watch Serena, it's like she's balling at the beginning of a match, and then if somebody can get her into the deep waters, it's like, oh, shit, she's wearing out. She's getting tired. And then if one of these people has a really long match in the middle of the tournament, the next day they're gassed already. They can't play that long. It's really it's really fucking hard to win at these huge Opens. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So there's nothing else to watch. You know, Turn on Wibbledon during the day. The fights come on at 6. I can't fucking wait. I cannot wait. I want to get some more uh, questions coming in. I got about three or four questions built up in my Instagram. So feel free to shoot them in. I'll do like a little episode with some of the different questions I've been asked. Most of them are about the UFC. But a lot of my, the majority of my listeners are in the United States. It's funny. The majority of you guys are in the United States. The people asking questions are asking about UFC outside the United States. And then 90% of viewership of UFC is outside the United States. So my analytics are strange. Like, I don't have as many European listeners, but you're the ones that are kind of reaching out to me. And I've got a ton of U.S. listeners. I'm not sure what you guys are here for. I mean, I guess you like UFC. I guess you like – I mean, I know you like the NFL and, and NBA, but those are done right now. I mean, we can talk about the trades, but who gives a shit? Until KD moves, there's nothing to talk about. I'll talk to you guys uh, probably, yes, yeah, Sunday. I'm going to watch the fights and then uh, watch the race tomorrow, and I'll check back in. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.